Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross, a personal development expert with over 18 years experience developing leaders, entrepreneurs and business owners. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of the inner work to get you out of your own way by helping you take what you learn here and put it into practice so you can truly thrive in life and in business. And by the way, before we dive in, if you want to work with me and take this work even deeper, just pop me a message and inquire about my services or head to tlb.org.uk UK, TLB stands for Thrive Life and Business, where you'll find all the information that you need. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. Ladies and gentlemen, have I got a conversation lined up for you. We are both in for a treat today. Here on the Inner Work Conversation, I have got a follow-up chat with the lovely Living Lean with Lucy. She was featured here in the Inner Work Conversation on episode six. And we've both just been chatting before I hit record about how much we have both changed and grown and evolved. Lucy, do you know the last time you were here was the 26th of November, 2020? 2020? 2020, like baby us. So before we get in, I just want to say promise that I have made to myself, that I make to any of my guests, that I make to you guys is not that we're having some like sort of weird staged conversation for you. Instead, we're just here having a conversation that's being recorded about a topic that I believe has its place on the inner work conversation. So all of that said, Lucy, unfiltered, let us know who you are, what you do. Just give us an insight into your world. Oh, thanks for the lovely introduction. It's fabulous to be here once again. Uh, so I'm Lucy, I'm living in with Lucy and... Um, in the fitness world i'm a personal trainer fitness instructor but i feel like i am so much more than that i really do with every fiber of my being i am passionate about caring for other people inspiring them and to get the best out of them in terms of fitness wellness confidence and just to get that zing back uh, into their life. Uh, so I work with one-to-one clients in my home gym. I absolutely love that. I feel like it's not really work, which is a guilty pleasure every single day, I have to say. I teach in the community, fitness classes, fitness pilates, club size, and I also coach people one-to-one online as well. I'm probably a little bit rough around the edges, but I lean into that and i love that part about myself and being open raw exposed because everybody feels like these things sometimes right so i think it's really important to show my highs my lows be real about my journey my learning and it's okay to be wrong sometimes it's okay to grow it's okay to retreat it's about being real about getting back to the basics of wellness, fitness, nutrition, debunking all the nonsense that we get rammed down our throats on a daily basis via TV, social media and all that. And just keeping it really, really real. And I'm not ashamed to to share that side of me, which I love. It's so freeing. It's so freeing. Mm. The topic, the theme of this month on the Inner Work Conversation is all about being bold in business. It's about self-leadership. It's about really going for it, taking risks, really backing yourself in business. 
have you always been okay with just genuinely owning who you are showing up as your true self making sure that you're being safe in going online and saying things and being wrong and going back and retreating and sharing your journeys have you always just been able to just own the true you warts and all and be bold from that place and make decisions from that place in simplest answer is no i um have always wanted to feel like this i've always had a passion to be confident and know what i'm doing and i've got to be right and if i'm not right then shut up you know don't mm. say anything for the fear of being wrong for the fear of being laughed at for the fear of other people in my industry going what do you know that's scary putting yourself out there and without doing your work without being part of your world and doing that work and looking within and challenging those big feelings of fear doubt self-sabotage feeling like you're not worth what you feel that you you, you know you're worth it but you don't know that you're worth it um and doing that work working with you was really uncomfortable i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it was really hard really hard I, I think that this is like the fifth episode recently where i've been like come and do my work feel like shit and it's <laughs> but it's the best shit ever <laughs> i know please elaborate it, because it it is it is like let's have it right and by the way we're going to talk about this today because we were just talking about it off episode so I want to make sure we mention it Lucy's and my world collide like how much could we apply that same concept to what you do everything everything that we talk about I'm like oh my god this is for you oh and this is for me as well a hundred uh -huh. And it's just stripping the layers or peeling back the layers of onion or whatever analogy you want to call it, but just diving right down into your soul. It's getting deep into the core of you. What's trying to get out? What wants to sing? What want, Oh, I feel goosebumpy already. What wants to come out? Who do I want to be? How do I want to feel? What imprint do I want to leave on the world? Not just clients, not just business, not just about generating revenue, but my kids, my family, my friends, my social media. What vibration do I want to put out? And when I did your work, went through the peaks and troughs of the emotional roller coaster of dealing with past trauma, and when there's traumatic stuff going on, my, on in my life, I overexercise, I underate. I've been very vocal about that recently, about how that has impacted my world. But mm -hmm. digging down, doing the work with you, finding and cleansing those old traumas and what serves me, how am I best productive, what what can I bring and how am I going to bring it? It's healed a lot of the wounds, which then means that oh, it's so freeing. I can be bolder. I can be braver. I can not worry what people think. It doesn't matter if I make mistakes because I've got my own back. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Just reminds me of something that a client realized this week that I just feel really cool to share. I was coaching her through um, so something that you'll recognize Lucy is like high value activities and high value activities are the things that we want to shy away from. It's like when we've identified who we want to be, just like you've just said, like the mark we want to make, the vibration that we want to put out there and using life and business as your playground in order to actualize that. 
And anyway, she was struggling uh, to to get this to you know to make progress to get this thing done. And initially on her voice note, she said, I think I've just got to carve the time out. And you know me. I was like, this isn't about time. This isn't about time. This is about self-support. This is about what do you need to recognize is going on within yourself that is absolutely not about time. And it's all about the fear that is behind you actually committing to that act. What worries do you have? And unpacking that with her in the moment, it's so it's such a beautiful experience because what you're essentially doing is saying, well, if you had all of the time in the world and if you had the adequate amount of time to get that done, what fears would you have? Well, if I got it done, I'd be worried about what people would think. I'd be worried about this. I'd be worried about, if it, is it good enough? Am I going to fail? And hearing you say, you know, being able to be bolder in business without the overthinking and with and having my own back, what kind of conditioning contributed to you having those fears? Yeah, I I think my biggest barrier was being diagnosed dyslexic. And mm. so it was a barrier and a blessing being diagnosed. Uh, one, for years, I just thought I was stupid. I just thought I just don't get it. Everyone else just gets it. I don't. My brain's different. I'm stupid. I'm not good enough. Um I wasn't making the grade. And so those mm. pigeonholes that you put into at a very early age stick for mm. as long as you want them to let them stick, I suppose. Um, and so I just always like, well, what's the point? Why, why do yeah. I need to push? Why, why do I need to keep trying? Because it's never going to be good enough. Um, also, I suppose there's self-doubt in that aspect. And out of college, I went and I was, I said this in my last uh, podcast, I was just having a quick listen back to it. And I talk about how I was a nanny for 10 years. I knew that I was good for caring for people, for children. But again, in my mind, this is a basic job. It doesn't mm. require me to be intelligent. It doesn't require me to past grades I can care and I can do it well actually the ins and outs of it I needed to be really intelligent and really caring to do as well as I did um uh, but that's with hindsight seeing that and then when I had my kids being a nanny wasn't feasible timings wise and care wise and so I found myself in I just kind of fell into it in fact a friend said you know we've got a part-time job part-time hours is what I was looking for come and do this so I was in selling advertising space in the building and construction industry so new mom hormones everywhere in an office environment that I've never been in targets um commission speaking to a community of people that I've never spoken to before it was terrifying I used to feel sick in the lift every single day going up to work and um I was just paddling like crazy I didn't like it uh, at all in fact I feel like I could cry just thinking about it but I did it for years because it was a salary it was sick pay mm. it was holiday pay it was a pension it was a safety net for where me my kids and my husband needed to be at the time but again in hindsight I developed skills in how to sell myself how to advertise myself I then moved into social media and marketing and events web development everything that I cultivated in those scary shitty times of being in that office environment I've been able to transfer into what I do now and be bold going yeah I can build my own website yeah I know how to do social media yeah I know how to talk to people that I'm uncomfortable talking with it was almost like those were the 
the backstage or the stepping stones to where I am now. And I'm grateful for those years that I spent being petrified. <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, the yeah. words in that industry, you know what it's like. It's, t- it's tough. It's really mm. tough, especially when you don't mm. want to be there. Mm. And especially when you, you, I think that in those times you can really form ideas about who you are. So just listening to how, like, I find it really, knowing you now, I find it really difficult to relate to that version of Lucy that was telling herself, you know, you're stupid and you just don't get it. And it's quite fascinating to me seeing you because you are very visible online and you will share with us like I'm doing my accounts today and I'm doing my business admin today but what's really what's really quite amazing to see is even when and and sorry I'm jumping about a bit but bear with some of the times when my clients come on to an initial consultation call with me one of the biggest blockers that they have to overcome is I know I want this for myself but I just don't think I just don't know if I know I want this for myself, but I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. As in, I have these ideas about who I could be, but I, I know that I also have these really deeply rooted ideas about who I am and I want to let go of them. I really do, but I don't know if it's possible for me. And I wonder, Lucy, with the work that you do, do you get that with your clients where sometimes they'll come to you and they'll be like, I'm in this stage of my fitness journey or my nutrition journey. I know what could be possible for me but I just don't know if I trust myself to create that and there's almost this hump that I believe that we have to get over every single one of us me included every single one of us has to get over this hump numerous times I think where we are committed to an old belief or an old habitual behavior that we are perpetuating within ourselves and that is stopping us from being bold in business But sometimes it's that nudge. Sometimes that nudge comes in the form of having a job that you fucking hate or losing a loved one or something in life or in business will nudge you and make you go, do you know what? It's time. Can't continue to perpetuate this for myself. It's time for me to be bold in business. Links right back to the work that I did with you for that period of time that I did and really listening and tuning in to what you are thinking. What is that? in a conversation what are you actually saying to yourself on a day-to-day basis and if it is full of negative chatter where are you going to get you're going to go spin around in circles and just feel like you're getting absolutely nowhere and what are your high value activities and you taught me that the high value activities it is not do accounts go for walk it's so much more than that isn't it going to the gym having a workout you know that your endorphins are going to be boosted you're going to be more productive does it mean you taught me this and i'm really good at doing it now i actually need to sit down and veg out in front of the tv for an hour because i've had back-to-back clients all morning i'm teaching all night and if i don't sit down now before the kids come I'm going to be burnt out and I'm no good to anyone that used to fill me with so much dread and guilt to sit down in the middle of the day. I bet so many people will feel that as well, knowing that feeling. But now I do it guilt free because you've taught me that that actually is a high value activity for me to Mm -hmm. and be bold everywhere else in my life. A little bit of Netflix never hurt anybody. (laughs) No. And isn't it interesting how if we just take things at surface level, you will find 
things online that says, you know, watching Netflix in the middle of the day is bad. And it's very similar probably to the work that you do. Like these carte blanche statements, like these blanket statements of carbs are bad or Netflix in the middle of the day is bad. Or the biggest aspect of the work that I enjoy the most is helping people to find what works for them. Shutting the noise out, because ultimately that is what makes you be bold in business. It's finding what works for you. Let's take the dyslexia piece. It's like, I accept who I am. I accept the way that my brain works. I accept my situation and my circumstances. I accept the cards I've been dealt and I'm going to fucking play a good hand. As in, it's like, how can you get to know yourself and stop fighting against yourself in order for you to be you stop trying to be them stop trying to follow that blanket statement advice that's out there and actually create conditions that work for you you mentioned before about the dyslexia i'm really interested lucy from your perspective because i see you being bold in business but i also know you human to human and i'm really interested to hear your take on that i would love the idea of being one of those PTs that puts out loads of research where they pull papers that major research has been done and then dissect it and then make it um, uh, consumable for Joe blogs. I would love to be that person, but I know that that's never going to be how I connect with my audience, how I connect with my clientele, because my brain does not work like that. I am really good at talking to people, making them feel good, making them feel nice, listening to them. And so I play on that. I talk to my phone into my stories. I call it my little phone box. And I know I'm just stood here in my kitchen talking to my phone, but I know there are so many people lapping that up and listening to it and I'm making them feel nice whether it's just mm. me putting my washing on or whether I'm doing a workout or if I'm sharing a recipe or I'm sharing a part of my journey um and even though my social media is a platform for me to advertise and build my business and essentially to earn a crust because we've all got bills to pay um it really is a personal blog as well you know i share you get to know my dogs really well on my social media so if you're a dog lover come on over <laughs> um but yeah i i play to my i play to my strengths and i know where i struggle and i'm not ashamed or disappointed or worried about the things that I can't do anymore I focus what on what I can and interestingly I remember when I was working with you Nick that um, I was in the middle of doing my pre and postnatal um, personal training qualification and there was this block and the block was you managed to pull out of me was I'm scared of failure I'm scared that I have all this knowledge and I have all these years experience but I might not make the grade. And so actually I found everything else to do in my house other than sit down and finish my course. But you were like chunk by chunk, bite-sized bits. And before I'd known it, I finished it and I passed it with flying colors. And I was like, oh yeah, that wasn't as hard as I needed to make it. But I didn't know why I wasn't doing it until we had that conversation. I looked in of what is my fear? 
the years of conditioning thinking that I wasn't good enough and I wasn't going to make the grade. I viscerally remember being knackered from the exercises that you were making me do <laughs> at the same time as us talking, <laughs> us talking about this and like the blockers that you were feeling around this qualification that you were doing. When we talk about the inner work, there is something quite special about saying something out loud to to someone who is experienced, qualified, who you trust, to allow yourself to be witnessed in that witnessing of yourself, having that other person who's qualified to witness you, witness you at the same time, realizing the shit that's going on automatically on your own mind. On a surface level, you would ask a question like my client asked, why aren't I finding the time to finish this qualification? Why am I putting the iron in before my qualification when I block book the time to do it? And it's like on the surface of it, we can we can call it time management. We can call it procrastination. We can call it self-sabotage. But actually, as you get underneath the layers, which is what we did just through a conversation, what you then realize is when you strip back, oh shit, I know why I'm avoiding it. It's because if I actually get that thing done, there's going to be a fear there that it's not good enough. Did you just hear what Siri just said on my phone? What did he say? That's not nice. (laughs) No, I agree, mate. That's not nice. You couldn't have planned that better. We realise that if we actually do the thing and we take the action, that is one step closer to our actual fear, actualizing in real life. Therefore, it's not hypothetical. It's real. It's happened. I now have to deal with that. It's so much more, not complex, very simple, but difficult, simple, but hard. You have to choose your hard, don't you? And I know we've spoke about this before. You have to choose your hard. And in my world, somebody is feeling really unfit, really unconfident, fed up of the choices that they are making. That is a hard world to be in because it is a spiral of Mm. shitty feelings, shitty nutrition, um, lack of energy, poor sleep. It's hard to be in that world. I've been there, Mm. I've made poor decisions, but then it's also really, 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 really hard to make good choices every day. It's hard to put your running shoes on and go out for a short run. It's hard to pick up heavy weights. It's hard to get that last bit of hydration in. It's hard to go to bed early when you're binging Netflix, but you need to choose which path you wanna be on. It's hard where you are, it's hard where you want to be. Or even if you've got to your goal, it's then hard to bloody well stay there because you have to keep doing the work. It's not some magic switch that like, all right, okay, I'm fit, I'm strong, I've got a baby, my nutrition, oh yeah, I've had veg today, that's it, I don't have to do it again. You have Mm -hmm. to keep showing up and it's the same with your stuff. It's hard to be in this mindset of, that I'm not good enough, I can't do it, I have no time, did all those things that I felt. It was really hard to go through the motions and peel back those layers and be vulnerable with my feelings. And how many times I voice note, you're like, I don't know what I'm feeling today, but oh my God. Like it's, it's shit, but it's so worth it because it's like you are then reborn. That sounds really cheesy, but it really is. I feel like the person I always wanted to feel feel like. <sighs> okay, yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's emotional work. And yeah, it is. It is. The piss, but your listeners will, will know. They'll know because they listen to you week in, week out. But, you know, you say this to some people and they're like, 
she's weirdo. She's a weirdo. I'm mm. like, yes, I am. And I love it. I'm okay with that rather than, oh yeah, I better actually do what you say because otherwise I won't fit in. You've just owned completely and utterly who you are and who you are in this moment. And I love to see that some of my clients will come on their very first call. There's normally tears and it's inevitable because we're talking about some deep stuff. We go in, we go hard, we go deep. I'm allowed to cry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, but, but there it is. There it is. Conditioning tells us, no, 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 that's weak. No, don't show vulnerability. No, and I, I don't think that we've ha- we've got enough examples of duality. So this conversation is about being bold in business, but here we are talking about vulnerability. Here we are talking about voice notes of us going through a mini meltdown and being in the mush. Duality is real. I can genuinely give you hand on heart times in my life where I felt an immense amount of gratitude at the same time as an immense amount of grief. I can give you examples in business where I felt an immense amount of nerves and self-doubt at the same time as feeling bold and powerful, owning yourself, owning your decisions, owning who you are, therefore showing up in life and in business genuinely as you, without it being something that you invest a lot of time and energy and attention into. Starting to wrap the episode up here, if I could just ask you to reflect on before your your real sort of personal development journey versus how you find yourself now, knowing fine well that, as you say, the work is ongoing, of course it is for all of us. But in terms of how you spend your time, your energy and your attention, what are the differences, Lucy? I think I am just kinder to myself, knowing that I haven't got to be on it, whatever it is is you know whether it would be on it with my parenting whether it my training whether it be on it with my business generating revenue just being kinder to myself and I know we've spoken about this before but where am I spending my energy and I in the same way I have a financial budget where I spend and what I earn I am really mindful what I'm consuming energy wise and what I'm giving out energy wise I think we had this conversation the other day didn't we I was planning on doing something big and bold in my business that I was like oh my goodness this is going to bring in a really nice sexy amount of money but my my soul was like nah my energy didn't want it and so I let it go and I am totally cool with that and old me would have been like no you need to be bringing in the money you need to be bringing because Mm. then I'm ticking a box of my worth but Mm. it's bullshit in it (laughs) And it's trusting yourself in that place as well. Like really, truly trusting yourself in that place, trusting that the decision that you're making, you can stand by and you can trust yourself. That decision is one that you will actually move forward and create from that place, as opposed to this place of like, what if I miss out? And what if, and what if nothing else comes along? And all of these sort of fears around not enoughness, I think can ripple out into our business. But when you've got yourself to a place where you're actually making conscious decisions about what feels genuinely in alignment to you, that is being bold in business, isn't it? Absolutely. And I have, and the other thing, old Lucy would have rushed into everything Mm. because if I don't do it now, it's not going to happen where, Mm. and I think that's just my nature. If, If I get the bit between the teeth, I'm I'm off, I'm, I'm doing it. There's no deviating. I'm very dedicated in what I think and what I do. Um, but I have allowed myself grace now. And I don't, yes, obviously I still want to keep achieving. I still want to keep generating, but 
from an energy place that serves me right now there's stuff going on in my family life um in my home life that i can't be like do 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 keep turning because my energy needs to be here when that settles down something else will come and there'll be new energy poured in but there's a balance and i you know i'm in a position in my business that i can just take my foot off the gas and coast for a bit and 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 that's okay never thought Mm. i'd say that yeah that that right there i never thought i'd say that see people always want to know like when when we talk about this work and when we talk about the outcomes of it it's it's little moments like that oh i never thought i'd say that and it's owning things like it's actually okay for me to coast in this phase of life and business i was speaking to a lady in my um emails the other day off the back of an email i sent to my mail list and she's going through a really she's had a family loss she's going through a really hard time and um she was explaining to me and asking for any resources that I'd like to direct her to. She was explaining to me how she just going through this in her personal life and then sort of looking towards her professional life and feeling like a failure and like she's not keeping up and she's letting everyone down. And it was just that realization moment for her, exactly what you've just said. At this phase, it's safe. Like I can create the inner safety within myself that says it's okay for me to take my foot off the gas a little bit without feeling like I'm going behind, feeling like I'm not keeping up, feeling like something awful is going to happen, waiting for the other shoe to drop. That is evolution. That is being bold in business. Being bold in business isn't always about be visible, maximize, generate. Being bold in business is also about exactly what you've just said. This is where I am. This is what my family's going through at the moment. Therefore, I'm making this conscious decision. That is being bold in business. Standing by yourself. Once upon a time, I would have thought that coasting, pulling back meant that nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. But I've got systems, basic systems in place for my business to keep trickling out content planning. You know, Mm -hmm. we've talked about this before, making sure that a month's worth of content for what I want to sell, what I want to say, what classes I want to fill, what memberships I want to sell, what offers I've got, it's all Mm -hmm. pre-planned. The foot is off the gas for the rest of the month because it's done. It churns it out. Obviously, I reply to messages and stuff. The rest of my content is my little, woohoo, it's what I'm doing today. Woohoo, hi, family. (laughs) You know, that's joyful for me I get to do the joy bit day in day out because the business part of it is planned and done Mm -hmm. your obligations are met you know that's a huge exactly that's a huge part so some of the work that Lucy's talked about today I know that you guys will be listening to and be thinking oh that sounds familiar in the thrive first method it is called thrive first because that's the first thing that we do we map in what does thriving look like for you in your mind your body your spirit That is the most important thing because like Lucy said, coming from an under-resourced place, just exactly like if we were doing one of Lucy's programs, she will say to you, have you nourished yourself today? Have you hydrated today? You're about to do, I'm about to kick your ass. What's your nutrition been like today? Where are you in your cycle? Have you hydrated? And I'm thinking, I'm about to do a fitness class. And then I realize, oh, that's thriving first. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. Thriving first, then it's your obligations. So in the Thrive First Method, 
It goes from thriving first to obligations. Why? Because there are certain things in life and in business that if we want things to tick along, if we want to make sure that we fulfill our obligations, it's not like uh, you can just say, oh, well, I don't fancy it today. So I'm not going to pick my kids up from school and I'm not going to run my business in the basic maintenance that it needs. No, you have obligations. So let's fulfill them, but let's do so in a way where we're asking ourselves audit questions that say, does it have to be done by you? Does it have to be done this week? Does it have to be done in that way so that life is easier for you? Then at that point, you connect to your goal. Where do I want to go and go high value activities from that place? What I'm hoping that you're hearing in Lucy is she's developed those skills the tolerance, the self-resilience to do those things, being bold as she does it. And I see it. I see it when you're online. I see it through the conversations. And I see it in the moves that you make in your business, Lucy. It's a bloody joy to see. And it makes me lit up seeing you so lit up. Before we go, I hope that everyone's heard from today, you know, from whatever conditioning that you're carrying from your professional upbringing, your personal upbringing, it can all be worked through. Mine and Lucy's work is so similar in that actually it's not sexy. Actually, the basics are the bad bitches that actually get shit done. Can you offer snippets, guidance, advice, just so that they can take it from this episode and go, if there's one thing I can do this week, it's that. What would you say? Strip it back. Don't mm. overthink it. And trust yourself. Because mm. you've got it. Everyone's got it. You just got to dig it out, find it, and know that mm. you're a badass, actually. <laughs> Everyone has got it in them. They have. Yeah. You just got to find it. But I think a lot of the time people really overthink because what we're mm. told. I think I certainly was an overthinker. I've got to do all these amazing things and to be overly qualified, be super intelligent. But actually, trust yourself. Strip it back to basics, like you said. And mm. ride the wave, baby. Yeah, huge, right? Ride that wave. Ride the wave of emotion when it's feeling intense ride it so that you can make decisions from a grounded place so that you can make decisions that when you wake up in the morning like I think you said it before I don't rush in to making decisions now I ride that wave and then from that place I will make my decision that that where I'm making that decision isn't from my head it's from my heart and it has to be I from a very young age I have been very in tune with my gut reaction my gut instinct and it speaks louder and louder and louder and if I'm in doubt I leave it out if it's niggling it's not happening if it fires me up if it gives me that fizz that I know we've spoken about before sometimes though I do get a little bit too excited and I know this about myself and I think I'm fizzing because it's exciting and it's where I need to be but it's just a fizz that fizzles out so you got to listen <laughs> yeah right it's trusting oh. you isn't it it's that it's, it is it's it comes from within yeah it comes from within and self-trust can is something that can be and you can continue to cultivate all of the time, all of the time. Too often I see people wanting to outsource their trust into that guru or that expert or that person that they trust or have put on a pedestal. You know, how many times in the inner work conversation or if you're a client, listen to this, how many times have you wanted to outsource a question or a decision to someone else and get their opinion on it where actually what you're probably starting to realize through this work is right back at you right back at you what do you think what can you stand by where can you back yourself you know let's go to the mirror 
that's all yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and it's the same with i know we said you're going to wrap up ages ago but here we still are um it's the same if you're going uh on a health kick you know how many people go from different diet club different diet culture different diet plan different juice cleanse but actually the basics are the basics and they are the fundamentals that work these companies yeah. are just building on the basics and trying to market and pigeonhole so that you buy it but actually sleep hydrate eat your vegetables lean meat daily movement like you've got it nailed but people overcomplicate it and that's that's where i want to i promise you that's where i want to wrap up we'll be here all day if you let us that is where I genuinely want to wrap up. Every single person who joins an online fitness membership like Lucy's, who joins the Thrive First Method, who works with me one-to-one, who works with Lucy one-to-one, or joins a gym or reads a book, you can consume content. You can sort of feel a lot of the time like you are taking action when actually the work is in the work. You've just said it yourself, like go to the mirror. The work is in the actual moments when you are with yourself, the mini micro choices that you're making throughout your day. In Lucy's world, that will look like, do you choose to have another coffee or have a liter of water? Do you choose to, you know, go for that five minute walk around the block or say to yourself, what's a five minute walk around the block going to do? Nothing. It's the mini choices and it's the same in my work. Are you going to choose to allow yourself to go down the thought loops and the spirals or are you going to step away from your desk and as you walk away ask yourself the question does this serve me is this helpful to me what else might be true here is there another way that I can look at this situation and have another perspective on this that might serve me and my self-esteem and my mental health and my progress towards goals that are meaningful to me in a better way Lucy, I'm going to put all of your links below, but I just want to say thank you so much for coming to this conversation. I could talk to you forever and ever, and I absolutely adore your work. Everything that you offer out, your free content has been one of the biggest bolsters. I mean, how many dog walks have I been on with you in my ears? I love it. Keep doing what you're doing. You're amazing. And I'm so grateful to have you in my world. Don't ever change. Thank you so much. And likewise, if you want to connect with Lucy, I'll put all the links in the show notes. Come back to it so many times. Listen to the parts of it that make you feel inspired or powerful. And I really want you, every single person, to go away from this episode thinking about how you can be bolder in business. Use this as your grounding tool, your inspiration to go away and be more you, trust yourself more and be bolder in business. We'll see you next time. loved having you with me today. Now it's over to you. There are three things you can do straight away. Number one, have a think about what one thing stood out the most in this episode and how you can use it to create change in your life and business and message it to me. Just a simple act of writing it out and sending it to someone who gets it is usually enough to keep you accountable to take the next steps. Number two, think of one person who'd really benefit from hearing this episode today and send it to them. Tell them I said hi. And lastly, don't forget, if it's your time to take this work to the next level, pop me a message and ask about my services and we can see what would be the best fit for you. And as always, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too.